This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Why, if, if God's in a relationship with human beings, why would he have a whole era of dinosaurs where there's like these giant animals roaming the earth? But those wild animals roaming the earth, they ultimately wound up in the earth, and those are the fossil fuels. The fossil fuels are used by the Westerners. The Westerners are the ultimate consumers, whereas the people in the East, especially the Middle East, who are hardly consumers at all, as long as you skip Tel Aviv, the, they're not big consumers. And in fact, I've been wearing this sweater just a little too long. This sweater's about five years old. I wear it every single day of the winter for five years now. So we're not consumers over here. And the and what happens is the why why did God put the consumption there and the and the the fuel here in the Middle East? And the answer is Israel. It's always Israel. This is a very ethnocentric discussion here, but. The, the point was that, that there's, there's gonna, something really heavy is going to happen in this region of the world. Uh, the, the Torah tells us that there's going to be this Armageddon where like the nations of the world are going to like rise up all over Jerusalem. <laughs> it's amazing what's going on. Just all you have to do is open up the news and every single day the world is like freaking out over Jerusalem where the West, or at least Trump, is saying, you know, Jerusalem's where it's at, yeah. You know, and then cutting funds to Palestinians, cutting funds to the UN, who are you know notoriously anti-Semitic, and and then uh, and then going to uh, <clears throat> you know it's all like boiling down to here. But meanwhile, it's had this strange effect because because we can't just do whatever we want because we're addicted also to funds. Israel's got its own dealer. Israel's dealer is the U.S., France, all the Canadians, the British. That, that's the dealers of Israel's funds. How's it going? You need a seat? So Israel's addicted to their funds. Now their funds come from countries who are dealing with the other countries for their oil. And so it becomes one big puzzle, the way it's all been set up. Now, the reason why I'm reluctant to even discuss this, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what it's all about. But you needed the fossil fuels for our stage. That's all I can tell you. I don't know what's going to be. And I don't know why it had to be this way, but everything that's going on when you click on the news is all coming from the dinosaur era. Because <laughs> it had to be the dinosaurs that would create the fuels which would create the need, which would create, which would be in the West, which would be... And then the Jews were, you know, coming back to the land. It's, it's all one big interesting story of which I don't understand. So I wish I had more for you. I bet Ken Spiro has cool stuff. Now, um, we're moving on. We just spent four straight days discussing will, because if you don't know what you want, you can't get what you want. You can't get what you want till you know what you want, which I sang yesterday. I said, you can't get what you want till you know what you want. So we spent four days straight trying to figure out what we want. Raise your hand if you were here for all four days. Three of you? Okay, and do you have a sense of what you want? Oh, uh, yeah. Got a sense of what you want? You got a sense of what you want? Excellent. You were in some of those days. Did you get a sense of what you want? Yeah. Now, there are people, by the way, I, I hate to mention more about what you want, but there are people addicted to not knowing what they want. You ever meet people like that? They, they just don't know what they want forever. But they, all they have to do is ask themselves the classic emotional intelligence question. Why does it serve me to not know what I want? 
why is it serving me? And we actually, even though I didn't ask that question, we did handle it. And the usual answer is that if I knew what I'd want, what I, if I know what I want, now I gotta do it. And if I gotta do it, I'm scared. What am I scared about? I'm scared about my self-image. What about my self-image? I'm scared about failure and rejection. Oh, okay. And so we handled failure and rejection. We're not gonna deal with that again right now. Yeah. Um, you talked a lot about knowing what Make you a want. blessing, I'm drinking out of a bottle. Oh, how, let's say you know what you're not supposed to do. How do you, how do you develop a self-control? Oh my gosh. If you want to do something, but you steer off the path. Yeah, you know, there are people out in the world who actually want to do forbidden things. <laughs> my wife just like has to remind me of that once in a while. You know, I, I walk, every time I teach you guys, I teach you all as if you're all like the holiest people on earth who don't have anything of a Yetzirah at all for anything forbidden, which is the weirdest thing. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I keep doing this. So I would guess that for people who want to do forbidden things, I, again, this is like not my area of, uh, it's not my area of, of uh, expertise, but I, the only thing I can think of is go like hardcore, <laughs> Hardcore into into um, opening up your consciousness, like hardcore opening of consciousness, like go all the way with that, like don't stop at anything as long as it's permitted. And I'm sure there's stuff in the east. I'm sure, you could go to India and get involved in all kinds of crazy stuff that uh, would open your consciousness. So make sure it's permitted. You always speak to the wise man before you get involved in anything that's outside of Judaism if it's going to open consciousness. But you got to open your consciousness because to want to do the forbidden thing is coming from a constricted consciousness place. If you have your consciousness opened up, so then your aperture for truth is very high and it doesn't leave a lot of space for the forbidden. You'll notice that anytime you want to do something forbidden, it's usually in a constricted state of consciousness. So again, I mean, my background is in open states of consciousness. You know, my whole upbringing was like, how much more can I open my consciousness? You know, I, I was like dipped in open consciousness training. You know, like that's how I live my life. That's what I do with people. I'm running a company now for years doing it. Like I open people's consciousness. I spent my upbringing opening up my consciousness. And that is the only thing I can tell you. I'm sure there's lots of tricks. I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of tricks. You know, like like filter your cell phones, so filter your smartphones so you don't see things that are forbidden. No, you know. I'm talking about forbidden things. I'm talking about like general things, you know, like straying off a path. You know what you want, but sometimes. Oh, you're you saying just getting distracted? Yeah. Ah, we're handling that in a few days. I'm sorry. That's the attribute of hod. We're on chachma today. So let's begin. Today we're discussing chachma and chachma is what you do with what you want. Meaning, you don't actually do anything with Chachmah, but let's say you know what you want. Now, you gotta go into Chachmah and get that flash. You gotta get that total picture of what it is that you want. Let's imagine, uh, anyone ever heard of a town called Beit Shemesh? Anyone yes. heard of that town? Anyone ever seen Beit Shemesh? Yeah. Yeah, anyone seen the town Modi'in? Modin. Okay. Well, let's go with Beit Shemesh. Beit Shemesh is a highly organized town. It was built from, uh, I'm not talking about old Beit Shemesh, I'm talking about 
the new Beit Shemesh, Aleph, Bet, and Gimel. These were built by real city planners in like the modern era. And they were seen, I promise you they were seen first in the mind of somebody. Someone saw it. Someone was standing on the mountains, maybe they were hiking, maybe they were biking. I don't know what they were doing, but they were looking over that little bread box down there. And it's, it's called Beit Shemesh. The word Beit means house and the Shemesh means sun, the house of the sun. Or you could call it the house of the rising sun. But the Beit Shemesh, it's funny that it's called Ramat Beit Shemesh because the word Ramat means rising. And there's a famous song, I think it was called the House of house the Rising, rising Sun. sun yeah. So it's funny, the name is Ramat, rising, Beit, house, Shemesh, the rising house sun, or the house of the rising sun. So the, the word, um, sorry, someone was in those mountains and saw it. They saw it. Someone saw an airplane. Someone saw a bridge right where Brooklyn attaches to Manhattan. Someone saw that thing. So that's where we're at right now. Because you've got to see it. You've got to see it. If you don't see it, you're not going to get it. It all starts with vision. It all starts with, with that. that um, what's the best word for this? Of like Envisioning it. Uh, there's a better word. Conceptualizing it, but mm, it's too much. Visualizing it. Visualizing it. There's probably even a better word. What? Yeah, a dream. But but you see it all. You see it all in its entirety. You see the whole thing. Foresight, foreseeing, foresight. No. Imagining it. You imagine it, you visualize it, you see it. Visualize, imagine, prophesize. See it with your spirit. Right? Okay, so listen up, everybody. When you say see it with your spirit, you see it. Yeah. So what happens is, for all of us, everything you ever got, you first visualized it. You saw it. Everything you ever got, you saw it before you got it. And once in a while, you get a surprise. But in general, the things that you go after, you first have a vision, and then you go for that vision. You're looking for that vision. Vision is the, probably the most important element, although wanting, knowing what you want is probably even more important. But once you know what you want, to be able to visualize it, envisage. to be able to envisage it at, the, at its you know, full fruition, that vision will take you to the goal. That vision will get you there. You've got to have the vision of that which you want. So everyone take a moment. We do a lot of practical work here, so take a moment. And everyone think about one thing you want. I don't care what it is. It could be something you're going to achieve internally. It's going to be something you want to achieve externally. It might be a marriage. It might be a home. It might be being a homeowner. It might be being running a business. It might be creating a new field that you'd like to develop. But I want everyone to take a moment. I'm only going to start when everyone's got their hand up. Okay, so when you got that thing, please raise your hand. Just one thing. It doesn't even have to be big. Just something you like. It could be something you want to have happen by the end of the month. So we're all going to just sit here with our hands up until everyone's hands up. So take your time. Ladies in the back, we have neither of your hands. So I can't see your hands if they're up. They, okay. Everyone got something? Got something you want? Oh, wait. I've got to think about my own. Um, I'm so busy showing you, you should have your hands up. David, you got a, you got a vision? We all have our hands up. No, you have to think of your vision first. <coughs> what do you want? What do you want? Okay, one sec. Keep your hands up for a second more just so I can think about what I want. 
Okay. Okay. Now, put your hands down. Take a moment and think about what you want to make sure whatever it is you just thought of isn't a means to getting something else. So if it is a means to getting something else, just raise your hand a second. Just if you think about it, it's really a means to get what you really want. Okay, so now figure out what you really want. I just want you to get that. Because I went to a means. I went to a means. I've been looking for a social networker who will make sure that I'm totally optimized in 2018. And I realized I don't want that person. I want to be optimized. You got that? So I was like, I wasn't envisioning the right thing. I want to be optimized. One of the mediums will be the right person to, op- to, optimize, to optimize me. Clear? Okay, very good. Now, I want you to close your eyes a moment. Everyone close your eyes. I said, close your eyes. There's always someone with their eyes. I can feel it. Close your eyes. And now, visualize achieving it. See yourself there. See yourself having it. Imagine yourself swimming in it, wearing it, being it, living it. See it's all around you. It is no longer of any concern because you have it. Visualize having it already. It's yours. Don't worry about how you're going to do this. Don't worry about what it might cost. The how is out of your hands. You're just seeing yourself there already in its total fruition. There will be many steps till you get there, but now you have a pure vision of being there. Okay, opening up your eyes. That vision you just had is all you need. If you have that vision and now you get to work with the other attributes we're going to be sharing, and if you can't be here, it'll be on Facebook every day, uh, the, the process. But if you have that vision, there's nothing standing between you and the, and the achievement of that vision. And if you think about anything you ever achieved, it was always because of the vision. You always started with that vision. There are people who never get to this stage, though. There are people who never get to the vision. The vision quest. So you got to start with the vision, and you got to make it real, concrete. And see yourself there. Yeah. But is it always possible to actually obtain things that in that you wanted? I mean, there are things that are just beyond a person's reach. It's like health. And, uh, I was not expecting you to say the word health. No, I wasn't. Either. I wasn't expecting you to say the word health. Isn't that one of the things? That it's a vision that's achievable. <coughs> yeah, unless you're supposed to, unless the person's supposed to die. Many people are cured of cancer too. They sometimes have to do crazy alternative type of things. They might have to take a trip to the Amazon. They may die while they're eaten by a thirty-foot snake. But the, um, but yeah, that's not one of the ones I would have thought of. Yeah. Like a vision, like a, with my grandfather, he's not alive anymore. Like, what was your vision that he should come back to life? Well, no, like hang out with him, like probably. Or... You want to just hang out with your grandfather? It would be great. <laughs> 
So then the answer is yes, there are certain things you just can't have. <laughs> like W hanging out with his grandfather sounds like that's a little far-fetched. Although there is a time to hang out with deceased people. We have two dates a year to hang out with deceased people. One is their yard site. And the other is Lagboimer. Um, so, so you can hang out with them on their yard site. Yard site's the, the day they died. You can, at their grave. You gotta go to their grave. Where's your grandfather buried? Where? Where's he buried? In Mexico. Uh, so. You know where the place is? Yeah. So go there on the, on the year, you know, on the anniversary. You can hang out with them. Okay, um, now. The word for that we're discussing right now in Kabbalah, we started with Ratzon, which is called Keter. That's the crown. Keter means crown. And that is the world of desire. So we spoke first about what do we want. And then what happens is Keter basically feeds into what's called Chochmah. Chochmah. Everyone say the word Chochmah? Now, Chochmah doesn't have a translation in English. What do you uh, mean that it feeds into? Me- meaning, meaning, now that you know what you want, now you've got to create that vision. Actualizing. Yeah. Well, no actualizing. Not, nothing's happening in Chochmah. Oh, how's the vision? Chochmah's just the vision. Okay. Yeah, you've got to go into the vision state. And, and certain people go there naturally. I'm, I'm a natural visualizer. And other people, it's a bit of, they gotta, they got to push harder. To visualize things, but you but you got to go there. You can't move without. It. Now the word chachma is often played with by switching the kaf and the chaf ches, switching the kaf and the chet, and it becomes the word koach. Anyone know what the word koach means? Koach means strength. And what's the ma mean? What? Strength. What? Yeah, it tilted a little. Strength. Koach ma. You got it. Koach ma means the, the potentiality of all of all possibilities. And this is going to be our working definition of Chachma, is the potentiality of all possibilities. So when we're talking about the Creator's desire for creating the world, it then went into what's called Chachma, which is, which is God's vision of creation, where everything in all of creation and all of history and all that's involved in it is going to be within that point. It's like one point, one flash. It would be like you're in the pitch black hiking through the mountains outside Beit Shemesh. Imagine there's no Beit Shemesh, but imagine there is a Beit Shemesh. And you're hiking there, it's pitch black, so you don't even know Beit Shemesh is there. Let's say that no one's ever been to Beit Shemesh before, and they've never been to Israel before, and they're hiking in those mountains. And then all of a sudden, there's a big lightning flash, and they see the whole city in its entirety. And then it's gone. This is what Chochmah is. Chochmah is this flash of vision. Do you need some water? Chochmah is this flash. It's a vision of the entirety. You see the whole city. Everything. You see, you know, which, there's A, there's B, there's C, there's the, the shape of the each neighborhood there. It is a pure flash 
of what it is you want. So this, this is Chachma. It is part of your right brain. It's the part of the brain that is associative. You have a left brain that's analytical, and you have a right brain which is associative. It's part of your associative mind, your brainstorm mind. It's the part of your mind where solutions come from. It's a part of your mind that is connected directly to creativity. All your creativity will come from the right brain. The left brain is not creative. The left brain is very good at figuring out what the actual, you know, this street's here and that street's here and this street's here and the sewage lines are going to go down there and we, we can see the contours of the mountain, how the sewage will move its way down because you need, you need a slope. And that's all, all that planning will go on in the left brain. There's no creativity there. Creativity is in the right brain. Certain people are more left brain and certain people are more right brain. But we all need right brain if we're going to achieve what we want. We all got to use it. Some of us will have to stretch and some of us will go there naturally. I will go there naturally. Arthur will go right brain very naturally. And there's a couple other of you who, are good, who don't go there naturally. And don't forget, anywhere you don't go naturally, you can always uh, ask someone or hire someone who goes there naturally. Later we'll be talking about implementation and that's for people who are visionaries. They always hire people to implement. And they... And the big mistake creative people make is not hiring someone. Why? Because if you go up to a creative and you say, why don't you hire somebody to get everything done? They say, I ain't got no dough. You say, well, you sure will have a lot of dough if you'd simply hire somebody. Well, how am I going to pay? Why don't you take a bank loan? I have a special promise I give everyone I haven't said in a while here. Is, uh, is that if you borrow, if a creative person borrows $12,000 from the bank, which you don't even have need collateral for that, the bank's happy to give it to you. Or $12,000 from the bank, pay some young whippersnapper who's got the personality of an implementer, and you pay the implementer $2,000 a month. Here's my promise, that by the end of six months, you will have paid the loan back, you will have paid six months' worth of money to the implementer, and you will have made a bunch of money as well. And you will be on your way to hiring a left-brain person who's, who will be a business administrator. You will hire a left-brain business administrator and someone who knows how to really start bringing in the funds. And next thing you know, you got yourself a business, all using the name of God. Because the right brain's the yud, the left brain is the hey, and the implementer's chesigavur tiferes, and that's which is the vav, right? What's a vav? It's just a yud, but it implements. It comes down to earth and connects. And so that's the vav of God's name. And the final hey is your product that you create or whatever service you want to give to the world. Not only did God create the world with this name, everything created in the world is with this name. You can't create something without this name. Nothing happens without this name. Well, it's an idea and an implementation. It's taking the vision to fruition. Taking that vision all the way to fruition, which is the final hey. Yeah? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We're discussing the hay. Got a seat up here if you want. Oh, there's a seat right next to this lady. Grab that seat. How you been? You've been in spot, right? Yeah, I love in spot. I just think someone is 
Where, who's sitting there? She just went to the bathroom. Uh, this is your new seat. Yeah, keep it there because it's blocking the window. Well, it wasn't. There's a lot of noise down there because we have two H people uh, who are getting sworn into the army today. Oh, wow. Who's the second? Neckemeyer's son? Neckemeyer's son and, uh, and um, Aaron David Paminsky, or Rabbi Paminsky, is getting sworn in today. Who's this incredible guy? You know, really, one of our teachers here is, is just decided to join the army. So, like, one of our rabbis is now in the IDF, and his swearing is today. So, if you want to go down there and cheer him on, I don't even know how you cheer on a soldier standing with all those troops, but I don't know, maybe we'll start screaming his initials AD. So, um, you want to turn on the AC, please? Is there a little stuff in here? Is it just me? I'm taking off this your five-year-old sweater. What's that? It's a five-year-old sweater. <laughs> you got it on? Thank you. It's, I'm, I'm protesting my mother-in-law. Mother-in-laws are to buy sweaters. <coughs> and my last sweater was bought five years ago. And I'm not taking it off until we knit her, until she buys me a new sweater. <laughs> Does she know you're waiting? I, I'm too embarrassed to tell her. Did she watch your classes? No, but maybe I'll have her watch this one. <laughs> this is a great class. Anyway, I'm waiting for my mother to buy me another sweater. They're so expensive. Cashmere cardigan is like, they're like 300 bucks. So I'm just waiting. You just have to sweat it. Vi- visualize it. <laughs> Not the sweater. I'm a, this time I'm visualizing the person. It's the weirdest thing. You know, there's the five languages of love. So my language is words and gifts. And so I'm literally like, I can't buy myself a sweater because I want to know my mother-in-law loves me. I am crazy. Like, that's it. I'm going on Amazon after this and buying a sweater. <laughs> like, we do so many weird things sometimes. You know, I, I met this old man who, uh, he wasn't that old, but... His mother was older. She was in her mid-90s, hooked up to machines, and uh, she, but she had become like Skeletor, you know, like, like they, and the whole family wanted to pull her off the machine, let her die, you know, like, what's going on here? She wasn't even alive, really, anymore. But the machines were keeping her alive, and she, it was crazy. And I, so I was, as a rabbi, I went to him. By the way, we are not allowed to pull the plug. You should just know Jewish law, not allowed to pull a plug. Um, they should never put the machines on this person. That was the mistake. Judaism, Judaism would say not to put the machine on that particular person at that point of her life. It was not like she would ever have any quality of life ever again. It's called heroics. She, she, she should have had, the family should have made a statement saying no heroics, let her go with dignity, not like, you know, some science experiment. And so, anyway, but it was too late. She was on the machine. When she's on the machines, you can't take her off. Except none of the family was observant, including the man of the brothers who refused to take her off the machines. So I went to speak to him just because I'm friends with him. So I was, I was talking to him. I said, tell me, you know, you're not a very observant guy. All your siblings want her to come off the machines, but they can't do it unless you agree. Why don't you agree? He says, there's nothing to do with Judaism. I said, what, what is it? He's like, it's because if she came off the machines... She might hug me. This was being said to me. This is a man in his mid-70s. She might hug me. And I was like, what do you mean? He says, she never hugged me. And all I've ever wanted, I've been waiting for a hug my whole life. 
This woman wasn't going to be hugging nobody. <laughs> Before she was on the machine, she wasn't giving hugs anymore. She was done with hugs. Hugs were over. But he, she actually, she died like in the 10th month, finally. Like her body finally gave up in like the 10th month on the machines. Because he refused to pull the plug. This right brain of yours, the vision brain, the yud of God's name. Think about a yud. A yud is floating in space. Okay, that's a yud right there. We'll make it 3D or, or fill it in a little bit. A yud is floating in space. Teach you a little Kabbalah. The top represents the spiritual, and the bottom represents the physical. Every Hebrew letter is a pictorial. Hebrew letters are not... Hebrew letters are not um, letters like other languages, although, although there are. Oh, <laughs> just running over the smartphones here. Oh my god! I think you got a... No, we're good. We're good. They're all good. No, 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 no. <laughs> so you see, the yud is just a point. It's just that flash of inspiration. The yud is just that point. It has not come down to earth. It's just pure vision. It's where solutions take place. In, uh, in big, giant startup companies, like, not startup companies, big, giant, like, software companies and high-tech companies, Microsoft, for example, Apple, they have staff that are just huge personalities. They have that personality so that they can just really open up consciousness and envision what could be possible for the next generation of that company, of Apple, of Microsoft. That's their personality. That's what they're doing there. These are Yud personalities. Now, they're going to send them to the hey personality. That's the left brain. We're not going there yet. They're going to send those ideas to the left brain. And the left brain people will they'll do all the analysis, the R&D, to see if it can be profitable, if it's the right time for that. Maybe they want to stagger it a year or half a year before they introduce that technology based on the competition. So they have left brain people for this. But most importantly, is that your right brain is connected to God and to all consciousness. Everyone take a moment and think for a moment about yourself. Did I say that? Sorry. Think for a moment about your surroundings. I was like, I'm going to think about myself. Okay. Think about myself. I want you to think about your surroundings. Open your eyes, look around. Your eyes are being stimulated by all kinds of stuff. You're in a classroom. You see me. There's other people in here. Now, what's going on is your eyes, your, your uh, uh, photo sensors in your eyes, these optic nerves, are being bombarded by stimulus, which is us in this room. Okay, Rabbi, we're going to raise money for your Shabbos. We raise money for someone's Shabbos every week in this classroom. Okay, so please help pay for this family's Shabbos at the end of the class. We, we have stimulation going on visually, audioly. There are audio nerves that are sending vibrations. This is all vibrational. It's sending vibrations up your ear uh, nerves. It's hitting your cerebral cortex where neurons are firing and not firing, firing and not firing, that are creating, basically they're doing the math. But they're reporting all that math 
that you're hearing right now, they're reporting it to you. Visually, all of this is being reported by your neurons to you. And so the question is, where are you? Where are you in all this? Where are you? The neurons, if you go in the brain, you'll find neurons. Billions of neurons. They report. They gather info, and they report. They're reporting to you. So everyone take a moment and experience you being reported to. See, so often you allow yourself, by not being conscious, you allow yourself to blur all the thinking of the neurons with who you are. You start to believe you are your thoughts. But it's not possible for you to be your thoughts. Anyone have Siri in here hooked up? You have Siri on that phone? No one has Siri on the phone? Oh, can I borrow your phone, please? Are you recording? Google image neurons. Thank you, Siri. Okay. Excellent. We got some neurons. I'll show them to everyone on the screen over here. Hey. Uh, you mind opening your phone, please? Hey, where'd it go? You got me online again? Google image neurons. Okay, we'll try that again. Images. Whoa. Those are some funky neurons. Uh, let's find some nice looking neurons. Okay, I'll use this page. It's not a very nice one, but whatever. Okay, here are our neurons. Oops. This is kind of a strange color to use for the neurons. Show everyone in Facebook land. Some neurons for you. Okay, now, as I go around the room, follow me with that, I don't want to take it off for a second. As I go around the room and show you these neurons, you could never, you would never mistake yourself for this. You understand? You'd never mistake yourself for that. Would you ever have any kind of identity crisis where you thought you were that? Are you going to make that mistake? Sorry, I'm making you all go through this here. You should press it over. Oh, maybe I can make it brighter. It's really not the best picture of neurons. Let me find a better one while I'm at it. Oh, whatever. Neurons. You see those neurons? I'll show Facebook land one more time. Would you ever confuse yourself for that? <laughs> would you ever confuse yourself for that? It's not possible that you would ever confuse yourself for that. But because you don't see them, because you don't see them, you, you, you actually will confuse yourself. You'll blur yourself with your thoughts. You're making me neurotic. <laughs> You'll, you can actually blur yourself with the thoughts that neurons produce. 
There you got it. Where we're at right now in the Ten Sphera schematic is we're in Chachma. Chachma is the right brain. And the, when I say the right brain, I don't mean literally like you can go into your right brain and find Chachma. What I mean by Chachma being the right brain is that this is the part of you that is completely connected. Hey, there's the soldier. Shalom Aleichem, Yonasan. Congratulations. How's it feel to be a soldier? How's it feel? It's hard, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> we'll come Today's back. Today's your swearing, right? Yes. You guys could watch it from the window. Amazing. What time is it? Uh, 5.30. 5.30. You got on it? 5.30. Anyway. We're very proud of you. We, uh, we bless you to be safe. While you're making us safe, we bless you to be safe. And may you may you bring great light to Am Yisrael, both physically and spiritually. Amen. Now the uh, let me just check the time. Okay, so this is Chachma. What we are doing right now by separating you, who you are with the, the with the thinking. That thinking will be the hay of God's name. That will be the next letter. It's called Bina. So your thinking is in what we call the left brain, which is called Bina. You're, you're doing that all the time. But what's happening is Bina, the left brain, can actually hijack Chochmah. Bina gets hijacked by Chochmah. Meaning, have you ever found yourself overthinking? You ever found yourself having trouble falling asleep? You ever found yourself obsessing about things? So what part of the brain is that? That's all the left brain. That's all the Bina side of the brain. Now, how does someone get to the right side of the brain if they naturally are on the left side of the brain? And the answer is discipline. Discipline. It's like a muscle. you got to get discipline. I have a feeling this guy who just finished basic training has more discipline than probably most people in the room because he's been pushed to the end of basic training and he's finally gotten very disciplined. If you'd like to be a spiritual human being, it's going to require discipline. You cannot rest on your old undershirt called Judaism and expect that to make you a spiritual person just because you're Jewish. You've got to use it. It's a muscle, like anything else. So we have two sides of our thinking. We have a side of our thinking called Bina, which is how you figure things out. And then we have a side of our brain, which is called Chochmah, and that's the connective soul part. That's your experience of self. It does not show up in an MRI. There's no I in the MRI. Okay, The MRI is spelled without an I. There's no I in an MRI. When you go in an MRI, you're not there. Your body's there. Your neurons are there. They can see your neurons in an MRI. But they cannot see you. You don't exist in any of your body. And that's one of the wonders of humanity, is that our souls even hang around the body. It's a miracle the soul even hangs around it. And that's all included in what is called Chochmah. And Chachma is having that vision. Now, I'd like everyone to take a moment and just let yourself drift with your eyes open, but let yourself drift back to your vision. That vision's got a lot of stages it's got to go through before it becomes yours, until you're actually, until you have it. 
Are you ready for this? This is the coolest part of the class, and it's not a very cool class, because I'm in a funky mood. I'm not feeling my, my stream of consciousness streaming right now. We're, we're just finishing the last line right now. Coolest part of the class right now. Vibrational... Vibrational resonance takes place in that part, in the conscious you, in the real you, the you that's like the real you. That's what's connected to the... What is that consciousness? That consciousness, where does it come from? I know where my body comes from. I know where the thinking comes from. It's my neurons. But where does the you come from? And the you comes from the ultimate consciousness, which is God. Well, that ultimate consciousness is listen carefully, is causing creation into existence. You have a vision to create something. You have some vision that we did earlier. We visualized something. You're going to need this part of you to follow that vibrational energy to the end. And you will get it. You will get it. That part of your brain is the part of your brain that is fused with the Creator. Now, the whole creation is made of the consciousness of the Creator. So for you to actually achieve that which you envision is a, just simply a function of you following and staying, staying connected to it and distinguishing it from thinking so that you're connected to consciousness. And then the flow of God consciousness via your vision will lead you to victory. And that was the main point. Today was Hoffman. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.